Hello and welcome to The Harsh. If you with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Spencer, Matty and David to talk about the draw with Livingston, the 3-0 defeat of Rangers, the 3-1 win over Dun United and we preview Hamilton in the Scottish Cup. How are we this week, guys? Very well, Ross. Very well. Actually, no. Shite. Agreed. We've got, we got a 3-1 win over Dun United. What else can we ask for? You know, we're... Clearing third. A 90 minute performance would be quite nice. We'll obviously start with the 0 0 draw over Livingston. Matty, how would you assess that game? Went there. It was shite. It was exactly what I was expecting from a Livy away day. We missed two sitters and they done fuck all. I had a good breakfast though, and then a good dinner after it. So that's the review of the Livingston game. That's a good start. Um, at least you got a good breakfast. Um, What's the point in the name, by the way? Right? If we were going to go on about Livy quickly, right? that pitch is a fucking disgrace, right? It is an absolute disgrace. I think you get a better quality of game at the world of football than you do on that pitch, right? Mm. For, and definitely got injured because of it, right? A bullshit, shitty fucking muscle injury because that pitch is not up to standard. It's outrageous. I actually think that's how um, Grang missed his chance in the second half, generally, because he's he's used to, obviously, running on actual grass pitches here. He's running through. He's totally, um, I think, misjudged the way he's running with the ball and the way you almost expect the ball to kind of sit up a little bit when you're on a grass pitch. And I think that's maybe why he's hit it the way he did. And it, he's just totally fluffed it right at the goalie. Um, I mean, certainly the older one in the first half. I mean, how he doesn't score that is absolutely ridiculous. Really is because can we blame the pitch for that? Well, well no, I don't think you can blame the the pitch for that. It's just it was pushed. Should have been a penalty. No, no. It, for me, just well, just fling yourself at the ball and it's in. Um, so yeah, that that, that was certainly a frustrating one. And then Kai rolls obviously, um, cleaning off the line. That was generally about it, really. Um, I suppose when you looked at it in isolation, nil nil. I suppose it's not the worst result in the world, is it? Uh, Livingston is a tough place to go, particularly when you see that they the, dismantled Kelly so easily the uh, the week before. Uh, sorry, the week after. Um, I mean, they they, they are a good side. I, th- I I maintain they are the fourth best team in the in the country in the league anyway. Um, you know they've took what five points, four points off us. No, yeah. Hi, five five points off us this season. Yeah, so shows you they're a good side. Um, I don't think we were ever in any danger of losing the game, but uh, when you miss two big opportunities like that, it's your own fault. Would you say, David, it was a good result, a nil nil at Almondville? Um, I never like celebrating nil nil draws, so no. But it was in the grand scheme, fine. But really so long that we took some more points along the way and that's something that we failed to do um, well enough. Simple as that. Um, you can. I, I think we all said that six points was probably what we wanted for those run of three games. Um, I think four is a disappointment. Um, we didn't really play well. I, I hate using the pitch as an excuse because it's not like a professional footballer hasn't played on Astro before. Um, I don't... I, I, I'd rather it was a grass pitch, obviously. It makes better viewing. I don't know why Sky thought that was an acceptable game to show on live telly. 
um, that would, uh, make, make, no, I'd make anyone cancel their uh, subscription. Simple as that. Um, it was ugly. Um, but I think all, all factors, um, if you take them all into account, yeah, you could say that a point was fine in the grand scheme. But as mentioned, it's a bit disappointing when you, you failed to, to pick up maximum points in the, the following two games after that. Spencer, do you do you agree with the, the rest of the the guys? Uh, in part, I actually thought the second half um, turned it into a decent game. I thought first half was quite quite poor viewing. Uh, I thought second half it, it became more a game. There was a lot more chances for for both sides. A little bit fortunate with that that one that was cleared off the line from us. It could have been a defeat down there, but um, it was a it was a big sitter we missed. But I thought he did the boy. Is it? How do you pronounce it? Kyle? Kyle? Is that how you pronounce it? I thought he did well when he oh. came on. And um, Cool. Cool. And I, I thought in the end, we, we deserved a draw. What do you mean we deserved a draw? It's a tough place to go, you know. We no, we, we, dropped... We've missed two sets. How do we deserve a draw? Luke, if anything, you, you would say that about Livingston, wouldn't you? Well, they dug in, you know, maybe rode their luck a bit, deserved a draw. You can't say Hearts deserved a draw when they had two absolute sitters that they passed up. They should have won the game. Well, listen, I think uh, Livingston's a tough place to go, as we as we all know. If you'd offered us a point before the game, I think we all would have took it, to be honest with you. And uh, I, was, I was happy to, to keep a clean sheet down there. And uh, I think Robbie got his tactic right. By playing what Janelli uh, wing back when he brought him on. Oh, did you have to bring that one up? I mean, by the way, right, quickly on that. Have you ever seen a more ridiculous substitution in your life than to bring on Josh Janelli as a fucking right wing back for about three minutes, realize it was stupid, and bring off our only attacking threat who we had up front for the entire match in Humphreys to correct a fucking stupid substitution that you make in the first place? That dumb man, nothing. But it was a sign of things to come because, as we all know, <laughs> at the Rangers game, Robbie and team selection is not something that goes very well together. <laughs> no fucking midfield. Get him out. We'll, 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 move, we'll move on and talk about the lack of midfield against um, Rangers, uh, Matty. Um, what did you make of that? I think it was the most ridiculous team selection I've ever seen in my 30 years of watching Hart Midlothian Football Club. It was fucking embarrassing to play against a team like Glasgow Rangers with a 36-year-old man as your only midfield is fucking embarrassing and the man needs to look at himself in the mirror. There's one man that cost a defeat that day and it was Robbie Nielsen. Do you not think he was trying something different, Spencer? Listen, I think we had a couple of I think Humphreys was a massive miss. Before the, the game, I saw I envisioned his pace um, causing Rangers problems. So the fact that he missed out, was it illness that, that he was not involved? It was a big loss. He obviously had to rejig the team. Listen, it was our worst performance of the season. Matty and Gordon probably going to say it's down to selection. Listen, as a manager, you have to make these tough decisions, these big decisions. Robbie got it wrong. He'll be the first one to tell you he got it wrong. There'll be no one. But he didn't blame on the fucking players. <laughs> he no. didn't even admit. Oh, it would be a favourite. Let's spend some of his say, though. Let's spend some of his say. For not having defensive instincts. He's a fucking idiot. Come on, let's spend some of his say. He's on here for a reason. 
excuse me, gentlemen. There's a reason this this podcast gets a gets a bad name by some people because of the hatred you have towards Robbie. He's out there trying his best. He got it wrong. He'll be the first to admit that he got it wrong behind closed no, doors. He won't, no, not, he won't be the first excuse to me, admit not. he got it wrong. He didn't admit he got it wrong. He blamed the I was, players. I was the first to admit he got it wrong because by about half fucking six in the pub, I say we're getting pumped because we don't have a fucking midfield. What, but Spencer, what do you make of what do you make of Robbie Nielsen um, saying that the players never executed the plan? Well, that, that, that's his opinion. Obviously, they would have worked on something during the week that that would have envisioned them getting three points or maybe a draw against Rangers. It just didn't happen. There was factors that, that went against us that day. Weather conditions is a bit too windy for our style of play, in my opinion. Um, so you can't even continue. You're laughing away at your own comments. You're an embarrassment. Some, some some things went against us, and you know I think we'll we'll put it right. The larger picture against Rangers is our, our record is really shocking. It's seven straight defeats, and it's just one goal scored. We need to sort that out. Performances have not been good enough against them. We were talking about that before the game. We have a real psychological barrier against Rangers that needs to be overcome if we're going to take this club forward because we might have to face them in a Scottish Cup semi-final or final. And if we don't change this, this run against them, it's going to be problematic. Gordon, um, what, did, what did you make of a few Spencer's comments there? Um... Ah, he's clearly the wind-up, isn't he? But um, in, ter- in, in, ter- in terms of Nielsen... <clears throat> um, Listen, I'll, I'll review the game before I, before I go into the manager, right? Matty, Matty first of all, was absolutely spot on. Um, I think this, for me, I said before the game, I thought, you know, Rangers haven't been playing particularly well. I thought there was a really good chance for Hearts to, 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 to have a go. There wasn't a lot of pressure on the Hearts going into the game. They should have been licking their lips, really. But there's a difference between licking your lips and just being suicidal. And that's clearly what happened here. You know, if you set up to to fail, you're going to fail, and I, I absolutely zero logic in that team selection. Um, and and for I just for, even now sitting here, we we hear constantly, oh, we want to challenge the old firm. You know, we need to beat them. Blah 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 blah. You're never ever going to beat a team like Rangers, right? Who naturally will up their game when they come to Tyne Castle. They, they you you heard by their comments before the game. They fancied it as well under the lights. They were always going to bring their A game. Because they wanted to prove that actually Hearts are nowhere near them, and they are in fact far and away the second best team in this country, right? Now I think Hearts can absolutely give them a game. I think Hearts can compete with them uh, on on a one-off ninety-minute game. But see, when you're you, you you're just having zero midfield against players like John Lundstrom and you know Ryan Kent. I mean, the first goal is a schoolboy, as you will see. I mean, three players switching off, and they take the quick free kick. Across, uh, across the physical. Now, when we played in Europe, we got found out massively. And that was a carbon copy of, of our European games. Shoddy, shoddy defending, baffling tactics. And again, I thought, you know, we, we, we say, well, Nielsen, you know, he never learns. Well, he, he, he didn't learn there, you know. I, I really don't understand what he was trying. And people can go, well, you know, what about the Barry Mackay chance? Might have equalised. Doesn't matter. You know, whether he equalised or not. The... the Nielsen was sat there and he was literally, his head was spinning when Hearts, when the game was clearly getting away from him. I mean, you knew after, I think, two minutes with the way this game was going um, and the, the the mood that Rangers and the, the freedom that Rangers were getting uh, on, on the ball in the middle of the park, the way they were able to dictate the, the tempo of the game. 
it was always going to be one way. And he was trying to put players that aren't comfortable in, in certain positions into other positions. I mean, Cochrane ended up midfield at one point. Can't understand that for the life of me. Um, it was just desperation. And he got, you know, he was actually very, very lucky that it only finished 3-0. He was lucky they got to half time at two. Um, you know, I mean, they, how many times did they have the ball in the net? Was it six? Six times? Um, and they, they obviously had a penalty that go overturned. So, you know, without VAR, could have been a 7-0 defeat. And I don't think anybody could have complained. Um, it was just a shocking performance. And, you know, listen, if Hearts come away from, from a game and they get beat by a better team and they've left everything on the park, like the Celtic game, got beat 4-3, but we thought, listen, played some really good stuff there, went toe-to-toe with them and were unlucky. Fans clapped them off the park. Says, right, no bother at all. That was nowhere near the level of the Celtic game. Nowhere near. And uh, and that's the biggest disappointment. Nobody's expecting Hearts to go and turn Celtic and Rangers over every time they come to Tynecastle, but you expect them to compete. And once again, the game, and a big, big game, was over by halftime. And that's the most disappointing thing. I mean, apart from the, uh, the, the Hibs games, and obviously Aberdeen at home, in terms of the, the big games at Tynecastle this season, the games have been over by halftime. And it's, that, that's the most disappointing thing for me. Rangers have had, Rangers has two easiest games this season have been at Tynecastle, and that, quite frankly, is a disgrace. Um, the, the the first one, you can pinpoint injuries, you can talk about the red card, blah, 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 right? That's fine, it's been and gone. The, that one there, for me, was a disgrace, and it was totally avoidable. There was no excuses for it. Hearts were on a, a, what, a 10-game unbeaten run, 11-game, whatever it was, in really good form. Tynecastle under the lights, everybody was up for it. Fast start, yes, but at the same time, you've got to be intelligent about it. You know, we've got we've got good players, and you look at the players that were on the bench. You know, guys like you can question whether or not Keo's good enough for the football club or not. But he should have been starting if Devlin wasn't fit, if Beningami's not fit, if Haran's not fit. He should be in that team starting. Likewise, Shoshu George Grant. You know, to to not to not have to not flood your midfield against a, a top top team who arguably have got you know, one of the best midfields in Europe because it got them to a Europa League uh, final last season. Um, to, to to not do that was absolutely suicidal. I, ju- I just, for, for, for the life of me, I can't understand it. And you've seen Snodgrass, obviously he's a danger man, but when you when he's the only midfielder, it's so easy to mark him out of the game. So easy. You can just run right over the top of him. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so we can talk about, you know, players not implementing the game plan, but I don't know what the fuck the game plan was. Was it to lose 7-0? Because I tell you, um, nobody would have complained if if, if we had. Uh, really disappointing, I have to say. You know, we praised Nielsen to the hill uh, the week before, and rightly so, by the way. But for me, he just shoots himself in the foot when when he does shite like this and sets his teams up these way, this way. Um, people are like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen constant tweets saying, Oh well, people moan when you know we sit back and and he's negative, and then people moan when we attack. Listen, it's nothing to do with defending and attacking. It's it, it's setting your team up to win a football game, and having one fucking midfielder is not going to win you a football game. You could have Lionel Messi up for Spencer says Stephen Humphreys wasn't playing, so that 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 that, that was that was where we went wrong. You could have Lionel Messi up front, and he wouldn't have got a touch that that night. Just pure suicide. I mean, it's just. Really, really frustrating, and and, I, and it made me really, really angry. You know, the Rangers fans were laughing at us, and rightly so. A real embarrassment and a slap in the face. I thought um, to to fans who pay good money 
to watch the football club and um and I just thought once again I thought we were shortchanged and it's really disappointing and we as a football club can't continue to sit there say we're we're want to challenge, we're want to do this, we're want to do that when we're producing pitch like that in the in in the biggest games and the biggest tests. And I said before the game that, that this was a real indication and and a real uh, opportunity to see exactly where hearts are and sadly they're nowhere near it. David, was was there any logic to what Robbie Nielsen um was trying to do? <clears throat> no. No, I mean, I, I, I still, for the life of me, can't quite figure it out. Um, you've got guys, uh, your midfield consists of a guy who's 18 years of age, who's came from Australia, never really had a chance in Scottish football, gets flung into the middle three against guys like Kamara and Lundstrom, who are just going to walk all over him. The guy's not, not got any idea about defending, nor do you expect him to. He's a winger. He's came here to be attacking and get on the ball and drive forward and create chances, and yet you're asking him to play in a midfield three on the right-hand side, where, to be honest, he doesn't really know what he was doing, and I don't blame him for that. I felt sorry for the, the lad, and he got hooked to half-time. That can't be good for his confidence either. Um, Barry Mackay's been off it for ages, and you stick him in the midfield three. Again, he's a lazy bastard. He's never going to run back and chase anybody. He's powder puff. So, no, I don't get it. I, I really didn't get it. And I think they're, everyone looked at that team before the game and went, who's in the field? What are we playing tonight? And we all sat down at the game, looked at the lineup, and thought, I still don't have a fucking clue who's playing in midfield. And then we were two goals doing after 20 odd minutes. And Gordon says it could have been seven uh, full time. If it was seven at half time, I don't think I could have argued. Seriously. It was just chance after chance after chance. And of course, we had one chance in the first half. Barry McKay passes it to um, Alan McGregor, just thinks, there you go, pal. There's a nice, wee, easy save for you because I can't even bother my arse to actually fucking hit the ball. And then, of course, that was it. And then, you know, Rangers got the pitch, bang, 2 0. See you later. Good night. So, no, I still don't know what it was. I'm glad the game was uh, over by the 70th minute so I could go home, have a nice bowl of cereal, and uh, watch the 8 o'clock game uh, uh, roll in and just, you know, just enjoy the rest of my night and just get away from what was a, a terrible evening of football. Um, and it's a, it's a concern that every time we play Rangers, we just seem to no bother. Um, it really is. I mean, the lack of any chances we had in general against them, home and away, um, is really poor. We we got fortunate in the game at the start of last season where we drew um, Ibrox in the last minute. But ever since then, it's just been pumping after pumping and it's not good enough. It's as simple as that. Um, and there has to be something going on in the background to figure this out because, you know, it, it's just too easy for them. Let's go and say it's the easiest game of the season at the moment. It's coming to Tincastle. Uh, it's, it's not good enough and it's becoming... A fixture where Hearts usually put up a fight, and it's um, it's really concerning that that's no longer seems to be the case. Matt, is it a concern, especially with the performances against Rangers, and as Gordon said, you know the two games against the Old Firm being finished by half time? That you know, constantly Robbie Nielsen, you know, one of the criticisms is he'll never really win anything with Hearts. So is that a concern still, um, in your mind, looking ahead to the cup? I mean, that game wasn't just over at ha- uh, before half-time. It was over before, before a ball was kicked. Um, Gordon touched on the fact that Cochrane ended up playing centre midfield for a, for a section of the second half, which felt like it was about 40 minutes watching that. It was absolute torture. We have five substitutions, right? See, if you go out and you try that illogical setup that he set up in the first place, make a change after 20 minutes. 
I mean, you could have made a change after three minutes, to be honest with you, because it was quite apparent that it wasn't working after the first two or three minutes of the game, right? But he stuck it out stubbornly until we were 2-0 down and the game was over. And then he put a left-back in a centre midfield who just continued to look as lost as the winger and the 18-year-old forward they had playing in there in the first place. And just sort of, like, ah, we'll just see this out till half time now. I'm like, Robbie, Robbie, make a fucking change. Like, you're allowed to make substitutions before the 60th minute, Nielsen. Like, you're allowed to accept that this isn't working before the 60th minute, which is when you just think that you need to make every single substitution. I mean, I can't remember the last time we made a change before the 60th minute mark that wasn't an injury. It's absolute insanity, apart from the Rangers game when he brought Hugging Keel on at half time, right? It's, it's mental. We sit going on about this like mental block that we've got against Rangers. Are we ever going to beat Rangers, right? I mean, not if you're going to go into games like that. I don't know how we progress as a football club because I don't think you can judge any player on that game. I don't think you can judge the performance of the team on that game. It was just baffling. I have spent nearly every minute I've been thinking about Harsh trying to figure out what the fuck the plan was, right? And I've I've listened to nonsense about football. I've listened to like Pet speak, your Bielsa's of the world, your Ranyaks, so all the, all these sort of like apparent football philosophers that talk about football. Because I'm sad and I've got no life, right? But I cannot figure out tactically what the fuck the plan was. Because we had someone that we've signed as a centre half playing right wing back, three centre halves, a left back who ended up playing midfield twenty minutes later. We had. A number 10 who's 36 and has spent his entire career as a number 10 or a right winger as our only holding midfielder. An 18-year-old forward that can play on the wing and a left winger in centre midfield alongside him, apparently. And then we had a winger up front with a striker at number 10. What the fuck? Can anyone explain it to me? Because I can't figure it out. And I think that says everything you need to know. What I was going to say is it's a wider issue with Hearts um, against the old firm. We have five wins in the last 62 games against the old firm. It's two wins and 22 against Rangers, three wins and 40 against Celtic. As a club, if we're going to progress, we need to make sure that that's a lot better. Why, why do you think that is, Spencer? Why do you think that is? Because we don't play players in their normal fucking position. Well, obviously this goes back a lot longer than Robbie. This sort of record. I think Robbie is definitely trying to change that mentality. Uh, I think. Is he Robbie trying to change that though, Spencer? Is, is he? I've seen the evidence. Robbie always wants to go up against the old firm and try and win the game. He wants to take us to Celtic Park and Ibrox and get three points. Um, you know, I, I have faith that Robbie will turn this this record around against them. The issue is that psychologically, we just have a a gap at the moment. You look at other teams as well. Hibs have got probably a better record than that against the old firm. I know they've got quite a decent record against Celtic at Easter Road, and I can think of them beating Rangers a few times down the years recently as well. So you just wonder why Hearts aren't able to to bridge that gap on the old firm, how it is becoming such a such a tough task to get results against them. I mean, five wins in 62 games against the old firm is quite pathetic, and if we're going to do anything with the club, we need to need to change that. Gordon, what do you think needs to happen to change that? Well, basically what we've just been saying, really. I mean, at Tynecastle, I think we have the ability to give anybody a game and, and beat anybody on our day. But you've got to give yourself the best possible chance of doing that. And 
there's going to be a certain structure. You can't just sit back and, and let teams go you like we did in Europe because then you will get beat. You can't come out your own half. But then equally, you can't sit there and play one midfielder and, and go gung-ho kamikaze style. It's just complete, utter nonsense. You've got to have the right structure. You've got to be set up in the right way so that you attack when you need to attack, you defend when you need to defend. And I think Hearts have got good enough players to do both. They've got a good balance to their team. There's plenty of options. And for me, again, the manager just got it wrong. Um, I thought he hung his players out to dry, especially Keol, as we said there. I think starting a young 18-year-old in midfield um, is, is a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. I feel for the for the young lad. And to be honest with you, if you matched him up against Borna Barisic, I think he would have caused him problems. I mean, you've seen it. The first time he just turned him, he got away from him. He absolutely left him for, for, for dead. I mean, he, he was eating his dust. And generally, after that, you would think to yourself, right, you match up against him. I want you to get the ball. I want you to run at him every single time. But, you know, I just can't understand it. You know, if you had him, Shanklin, well, Ginelli either side of Shanklin or something like that, that's a pretty formidable front three who who would give any of them a game. You've got Mackay maybe who could play maybe slightly deeper. But at the same time, maybe you have a Ginelli out or a Mackay out and you put an extra midfielder in there and then you've got the, one of these guys that can come on and, and, again, give you even more quality. You don't have to play every single quality attacking player you have at the same time. So it's just, yeah, don't understand it personally. Um, so, yeah, very disappointing. Um, I think we've got to be more tactically astute. Um, there's there's ways to to set up, and I just don't think, again, um, we've done it. Um, I think if you want to try a formation like that, then Rangers at home is certainly not the game to do it. I thought he totally, if anything, he was showing a complete lack of disrespect to Rangers, actually and a complete and utter naivety, because they're a good team. And uh, they hadn't been playing very well. I thought Hearts were, could could take points off them. I didn't think they were playing that well, and I think teams were causing them problems, the way teams were set up. And uh, even St. Johnston in the Cup game, you know, the, the week before that, you know, they caused problems. And I think on their day, they could have even scored. As long as you remember Rangers creating kind of one opportunity and they scoring from it. I thought if they play like that at Tynecastle, I'd fancy Hearts to beat them. Um... And but they obviously they didn't they upped their game absolutely and credit to them but it was easy for them we made it very easy for them and that's the thing. That yeah, just well, I need to jump in. Do you actually think your Rangers upped their game? Because I don't think they were that good. I just think no, they had but, absolutely nothing to play through at all. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, what I mean, they, they they didn't have to, but I I generally do think they did up their game because they were a lot better than they have been recently. But they they didn't have to is what I'm saying. But I, I generally did by the quality of their passing at times. Um, was good, but they probably took confidence from the way Hearts set up before the game. They probably thought this absolutely suits us down to the ground. Our, our attacking players are going to have a field day. I mean, when was the last time Morelos even got a double? You know what I mean? The guy could have easily had a hat. Yeah, pr- probably, probably. Um, you know, Ryan Kent as well. Freedom, the the freedom of Tincastle on that on that wing there to to pick his spot for Morelos, and it was you know they had the ball in in the net inside what was it three or four minutes or something. And then it got it got varred out. They didn't learn, and then bang, they went one up about five six minutes later. So it's just it's just fucking frustrating. It really is, you know. We pay our money to go to to go along, and and I'm I'm sick of walking out after you know with twenty five minutes to go. Sick of it in a big big game. And I say they they sat there. And by the way, just before I finish on the Rangers game, stop giving them two sections. Fuck them. 
give them 600 tickets, right? I'm sick of them. Them and Celtic in two sections. And whoever sells tickets to Rangers fans in the home end, they should be investigated thoroughly and banned and never be allowed back in Tyncastle. Absolute disgrace. We'll move on and chat a little bit about um, the Dungeon United game. Uh, we didn't start too well, David. Um, we went 1-0 down in the first half. Yeah, it, again, it was another game where we just didn't start at all. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I really actually, I was really, really wound up about the first half because all we heard was, you know, we had three days, you know, the game's right around the corner, you'll get a reaction. And of course, the reaction we got was a powder puff start and Dungeon United ripping us open. Simple as that. Um, a couple of the changes were a bit questionable. I thought dropping Cochrane was bizarre. Um, very strange. Um, really just lacked any sort of forward momentum on, them, especially on that left hand side. Um, he's a midfielder now, David. I, he never dropped him. He changed his position. <laughs> from from all over the place to have a rest them, uh, and then put him in his active position. And he scores. Um, yeah, look, it was bizarre. Um, I, and again, it's, I understand that we implement this back five. It's the system we want to play. But against a team bottom of the league, it's so frustrating because you've just got five guys along the back, three of them in all sorts of space, three centre-halves who are passing the ball to each other. And they're probably thinking, oh, well, there's no pressure. I'm, I'm no arse. And the are going, brilliant. Pass it across your three centre-halves. I'm no arse. Great. You'll not get fucking anywhere because we've got an extra man in midfield. And, of course, that's what happened. They nicked the ball off us and they score. And then, of course, we changed the shape in the second half and bang, we win. It's so frustrating. And I can understand that, maybe especially away from homes and pitches, which are a lot wider, you've got a lot more space, you need to stretch the game. But Tincast is one of the narrowest pitches in the country. We do not need to shoehorn in a back five against a team bottom of the league who couldn't buy a goal. And, and, and just as a side note, letting that wee man-bun freak Fletcher score really did grind my goat. It really, really did. Good to see him go away in tears and snorters. So, but but by that, but by the by, it really is um, frustrating. I know we've, we'll come into the second half as well, and the second half was a marked improvement. But again, I, the second half, I don't think we started that well either. The one thing I did take away from the game was that Barry Mackay totally, I don't know what happened in the 60th minute, but he totally just changed how he wanted to take the game on. And instead of trying to play, play the Hollywood pass, dropping deep, making big switches and trying to be the hero, he just did the basics, got the ball, took on the fullback, and got the ball in the box. And eventually you reap the rewards from that. Barry McCann is one of the quickest players in our team. And when he actually turns it on, he's lightning. And he's so difficult to stop. And we've seen that from Barry McCann that last half an hour in the match. And it was brilliant. And that's what I want to see McCann do more. Just get back to the simple stuff that got him so much success last year. Was just get the ball and take on your man. Players are frightened to, to, take, uh, to get to Barry McCann when he's in that type of mood. Because they're going to foul him. They're probably going to give away something stupid like a free kick or a penalty, get themselves booked, and then they're in trouble. So that was really good to see, and hopefully he can keep up that form and keep up keep that momentum going into games ahead there uh, for the rest of the season. Um, and yeah, big obviously big shout out for for Shanklin now getting his twenty first of the season. Um, great to see he's past um the the twenty mark, and and long may that continue. And then I mean we've we've also seen goal the season. So I mean the game had everything. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Ross. The first half wasn't good enough. Uh, a marked improvement about the second half of the second half. Um, and we were, I guess we're lucky that we're playing a Baltimore League um, bunch of bottle jobs who, who aren't good enough to, to stay in this division as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, fortunate, but a good win. Gordon, did the red card incident help us, do you think? It was definitely a red card. It was a terrible challenge. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think Dundee United have eleven men on the park. They'll they'll be they win the game. Um, I don't think there's anything doubt, any doubt about that. You know, even when um they went down to ten men, um, I thought they were still comfortable. Um, and I think that's why there was such a level of anger and frustration at half time. Um, I just think we we didn't move the ball quick enough. We there was no penetration, and it honestly looked like that we were. Absolutely. We didn't have a clue, really, to be honest with you. Uh, we didn't know how to break them down. And if anything, they looked more dangerous. You know, they hit the post right before half time, And I think had they made it 2-0, I think Hearts would have really, really struggled to have won that game. Um, but when we got the goal, you know, they kind of collapsed. Their resolve sort of collapsed. And, um, you know, you've got to say it's, it's, it's a good goal from our point of view, but it kind of did come out of nothing, you know. Although I did think Hearts were starting to, maybe have a little bit of a spell and, and United were maybe tied in a little bit. But I just think overall it was such a lackadaisical performance. But I'm glad David mentioned Barry Mackay because he's absolutely spot on, you know. I mean, you, you look at all three of the goals and, uh, well, well, two of them, sorry, um, certainly came from, from him. He was very influential in those goals. And he was our best player last season. You know, people are quick to jump on Mackay's back, but he's a top player and... Um, I think when he plays well, Hearts play well. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And, um, he was certainly key in, in making us tick towards towards the end of that game anyway. Um, credit to... And, and do you know what? I will, I'll, I'll credit Nielsen this time because he got his subs kind of spot on, really. But they should have started the game, to be honest with you. Um, I thought some of his decisions was were, were a little bit baffling, um, the, the, the way he kind of set up Hearts in that first half. And, Dundee United, I mean, David says that Dundee United are poor team. I don't think they are. I mean, I think they're, they're in a bit of a false position. I think they're not a bad side. They're certainly not the worst team in the league anyway. I think um, I think they're mid-table. They're just going through a difficult spell at the moment where a lot of things are going against them. Um, it's a red card, absolutely. It's a stupid uh, decision to make. And the fact that that wee balloon Nick Walsh didn't even give it as a fill at the time um, sums up his incompetence and refereeing ability. Um, but the right decision was made. Uh, I thought when we, they went down to 10 men, I thought we would have seen a reaction from Hearts right away. Sadly, we didn't. There was still a bit... Maybe there was a hangover from Wednesday. I don't know. But um, it was still a poor, poor uh, start to the game. But, you know, we showed our quality and it shows you the players that we do have and the ability we do have because we've scored three really, really good goals. Three fantastic goals. And when Hearts play and, and you know, they come up with, with, with moments like that, they'll they'll beat most teams in this league. And I think... We've definitely got the ability to go toe to toe with Celtic and Rangers, or, or you know, during a ninety-minute game. But you've got to set up properly and, and get the best out of your attacking players. And I feel like Barry McCall, I'll go back to him again. He, he was he was hung out to dry a long way, um, Kuehl as well, um, uh, during that first half against Rangers. And and when you you play McCall in his, his proper position, you give him the freedom to dictate the game. He'll win games for you. Um, he's just got that ability to find a pass out of absolutely nowhere. And when you've got good players like Shankman, like um, you know Gino Humphreys, these types of attacking talents, um, they'll get you goals. And um, and Cochrane's goal, I mean the the build up play to that one, and then the the composure that he shows in the box, credit to him. Um, because to be fair, I think he's been poor recently, but uh, he was left out of the team, and I think deservedly so actually. Um, but he came back and and he showed you what he's actually he he can do. Um, so credit to him. Um, that's the sort of reaction you want to see. I mean, I know he's, he wasn't brought to the club to score goals, but it shows you um, similar to Smith in a way when he when he gets in the box, 
they can certainly um, come up with trumps. So, um, and then obviously Stephen Humphreys with adding that wee bit of gloss at the end. I mean, without doubt, the best goal we'll ever see at Tynecastle. I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, I think everyone was in disbelief when it when it went in, but um, yeah, brilliant to see something like that, and it shows you what a top player he is, and um, you know, hopefully Hearts can can keep him. I'm right in saying, Matt, you you missed the game because you were still raging about the Rangers game, so you missed that Stephen Humphreys goal. No, I missed the game because I was day drinking. Um. <clears throat> Was raging about the Rangers game too, mind you. But nah, I missed the game because it was I was day drinking. Yeah, so yeah, I missed Stephen Humphrey's goal. Other than that, to be honest with you, I think I might have walked out before it anyway, given how I heard that we played. So probably would have missed it regardless, Ross. If I'm perfectly honest with you, there. You can try and go me all you want, but the way I was feeling a bit hearts and boy, I could have said that match. <laughs> I mean, first half aside, it is a good reaction to the defeat to Rangers winning 3-1 against Dungeon United. Yeah, it was, but I mean, I would have been disgusted if we didn't win that game. Um, it would have been disgraceful had we not beat Dundee United after that shocker on Wednesday. Um, so, I mean, yes, we won, and that's as good a reaction as you can ask for, but we only really got about 25 minutes of a reaction, so more needs to be done in that regard. Um, we have to make sure in the games coming up, especially against teams who are quite happy to sit in and nick the ball and, and go on the counter, which teams will, will naturally do, especially at home um, against Hearts. We have to make sure that we start fast and, and get the ball moving with a little bit of tempo um, and, and try and move these teams and break them apart and score early because, we, we, I mean, I know that um, Shanklin was out in the, in the news there saying that we just have to put a little bit of trust and faith in the players and the manager and what we do. Um but Tynecastle is one of those places where if you don't start fast, the, the fans will let you know. You're not. That's never going to go away either. Um, unfortunately for 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 the team and for the manager. So it's the minimum we expect, I think, for, um, at home is to to make sure that we start the game in the right um frame of mind and the right intensity. Um, especially against a team like Dundee United, who are bottom of the league in a game we should be expecting to win. So, yeah, I I fully expect that. In all games, it doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so that's something that needs worked on. Um, we've got a couple of big games coming up as well, away from home. Um, and they're teams we should be beating, and I expect fast starts against them too. So we can't just rest on our laurels that we all beat Dungeon Ed, so we got a reaction, so that's brilliant. Let's go away, let's pat ourselves on the back. Fantastic, well done, Hearts. A lot bigger games to come than, than a reaction against the uh, bottom of the league, so... Yeah, we need to make sure that the, uh, the the intensity and the right frame of mind that Hearts need to have to win these games is, is still present um, in what is a, a massive February and March for the club. David is right, my we, we have to start quick in every game, but obviously we've got Hamilton in the Cup on Friday. Huge game for Hearts. Oh, it's a massive game. Um, every game in the Cup is a massive game. I'm not looking forward to it at all. To be honest with you, uh, it's a shite kickoff time. From a personal point of view, I'm gonna have to take the car through. I'm gonna have to bomb it from work, so that'll be that'll be fun. I actually hope we don't start quick because I might be tight for kickoff. So hopefully we don't start, and when I arrive ten minutes late, I've not missed anything. But it, we don't play for ninety minutes anyway, Ross. So 
if we don't start quick, I'm sure we'll show up in the 60th minute and get through anyway. But I'd just like to see us play for an entire 90 minutes. That'd be nice. Do you expect us to play, Gordon? We should. We should be Hamilton, for goodness sake. We should. It should be an easy game, no? Yeah, it's a cup tie. Um, I think the most important thing is not to make it in a proper cup tie. I think Hearts should go there and uh, stamp their authority on the game. You would imagine there'll be changes, you know, with Shankland. I don't know if Gino's suspended or not, but, um, you know, you would expect a, a few kind of fresh faces to come in. Humphreys, I imagine, would start. Uh, it might be a good opportunity maybe to, to give Oda more time, Kuyo more time, uh, you know, kind of get their 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 match fitness up. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'd like to see a kind of, a, not a youthful Hearts team, but certainly, um, you know, change it up a little bit. Uh, I think they should be more than good enough to, to beat Hamilton Ackies. And I think uh, under the lights might suit Hearts. You know, we sold out an allocation, cup tie go there, win the game. Um, you know, almost like when we went to Auchinleck last season, you know, I think you've got to approach it in a similar way. Uh, obviously, Hamilton are a higher level than Auchinleck, absolutely, but it's, you know, it's still got to be treated the exact same. you got to turn up there, be professional and win the game. And um, I expect us to do so. Uh, you know, it's a good tie for Hearts, really. Um, go that, and then and then hopefully we get a home quarter final against, um, you know, a rubbish team because, I said, oh, I quite fancy Celtic or Rangers under the lights at Tynecastle. Well, I take that back. Take it back. Um, don't want that. We'd be going out. We'll probably go out at Hamden anyway, but at least I'll be absolutely steaming drunk and it'll be a good day out. So, um, so yeah, I want I want my wee trip to Hamden and uh, hopefully um, we'll be in the hat for the for the last eight draw on uh, I don't know, Monday, whenever it is. It is a good tie to have, Spencer. It will be a difficult game. Um, as I say, we, we don't have a great record Hamilton away. Uh, our last game there, of course, was under Daniel 2-1 Stendhal, where we got beat 2-1. Um, it's a place that we have traditionally struggled. We struggle at a lot of away grounds as well. I think it will be similar to the Inverness the sort of Falkirk Cup game a couple of seasons ago, where we just scraped through. It wasn't a great performance. It will be similar to that. But we should have enough to get over the line against the team in the bottom of the championship. 1-0. 1-0, Dave, do you, do you, do you share um, Spencer's concerns or do you think it'll be like quite a lot of Robbie Nielsen's cup ties against championship opposition? Um, I mean, I'm, I don't really like going away in the cup anyway. Um, I'd much prefer it was a home tie. Obviously, it's another one of those dreaded um, dangerous astral pitches. Um, I don't know if... Uh, Spencer's had a look at the weather forecast. If any of the conditions don't suit our style of play um, on Friday, maybe that might affect us. I don't know. Um, but I think overall it will be a, it'd be a pretty shocking result should we not win. Um, and I'd like to think that we put the strongest team out possible to do that. And the Cup's important to this club. I'll say 3-0 Hearts. I have to say, I do think it's important that the weather is on our side because, you know, the style of play that, you know, football we do like to play, slick passing moves, it needs to be good conditions and a, a nice playing surface. So hopefully that'll be, uh, that'll be taken care of on Friday. I do, I, do, I do agree with Spencer there, though. I do think the weather conditions can play a really important role, especially when we'll be planning on spending 65 minutes passing the ball on the back three. 
um, in treacherous conditions, you can give the ball away really easily in that kind of situation and gift Hamilton a 1-0 lead. So, fingers crossed the weather is on our side because I would hate to see that happen. But Matty, I mean, I don't know if you'd uh, agree with me in asking Spencer this question, but do you not think that maybe, just maybe, you should have maybe another different way to play football rather than just one that was only suited to sunny skies, light winds and a slick grass pitch? Maybe. No, 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 no. The only way no. to play football is to try and fit as many centre halves on the pitch as possible. Yeah. Oh, you're right, actually. No, you got to play one at wing back, three at the centre half. I mean, we really could do with another left footed centre half so we could play five. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't look right when there's only two out of three there. I might as well just do all of it. Do you know what? Play four centre halves with left foot. I think that would make it really interesting. I, I think we should start, um, since it's a cup tie and we need to rotate. I think we should start with um, Lewis Nielsen, right wing back. Hmm. And then we should play Hill, uh, Rolls, and um, Civic as a three. And then since we've decided that Stephen Kingsley is now a centre half, not a left back, we should play him at left wing back. Or or try the famous 5-5 five, five formation like we've done against Rangers. That's not fair. It was a 5-1-4. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gordon, um, you got a prediction for this game um, ahead? Yeah, I think Hearts will win five nil. Um, I think uh, I think we'll go there. Should be quite comfortable. Play our game. Should be all right. Hamilton are pretty pish. So, um, listen, if Hearts go out on Friday, he should be sacked. Right? It's an absolute disgrace. Um, and then give me this uh, Darvel beat Aberdeen pish. Cup shots can happen though. Should be going there comfortably winning that game and uh, and then through the quarterfinals. The, the cup's all that's left for Hearts now, to be honest, because Fred's done. Go and, again, give the fans a, 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 an enjoyable day. We're not going to win it. I can tell you that right now. Um, you know, unless maybe Celtic and Rangers somehow go out because um, we're not beating them. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah. It's all about the days out now, I think. And then get our European trips back next year. And then when the coefficient takes another tumble, um, we'll be back to the status quo of just shite. Glad we ended on a positive note there. Yeah, guys, thank you for joining me this week. Hopefully we do get through in the cup and into the quarterfinal. Till next week. Goodbye. <laughs>